haven't got a coffee, no. Did you did you get did you go and get one? I did get a good have a coffee. I've got leagues in sport actually. I know it's a bit of a bit of a weird uh, choice, but I'm going for it. Luke's in sport, fair enough. Tell you what, sometimes I find you can't go wrong with those. Luke A Sport or Blue Power Sport. Yeah, blue, oh, blue Power Raid. Blue Power Raid. I've never been a, I've never been a Power Raid fan, to be honest, oh, mate. Luke says Sport Blue, that song for me. Blue Raspberry Power Raid. I remember going coming out of Dolphin Centre, having a proper massive session, you know, diving off the diving board and that, and then you get a getting a blue power raid from the vending machine. Oh, memories, mate. <laughs> Big memories. You both work at Dolphin Centre, haven't you? You both Dolphin Centre ex uh, ex employees. Is that right? Yeah. yeah, I'm scarred for life working there. I'll never view it the same like I did when I was a child. I don't. I don't know if I can go back. What just in <laughs> the <gym> or... <laughs> Were you a lifeguard? Yeah. Both lifeguards. Yeah. Yeah, man. Mate, I can't go over Sam's hair. By the way, Jesus, look at this guy. <laughs> Coming back, hey, bro. Getting the ball patch in the middle. I mean, that, that excites me more, to be honest. <laughs> imagine, if it, imagine if it doesn't go back in the middle of that. <laughs> I think it's a decent little look, mate. To be fair, everyone... I don't, yeah, I don't really care what... I could have a bald head. Just mate, we'll be matching, we'll have matching haircuts. Uh, there's some uh, pretty shocking trims. That's what there's the podcast lot, should be called. There's a lot of mullets in that isn't there? Really that's, bad that's the trim, trims. Yeah. I can see Tom, I can see Tom getting a mullet. Huh? I can see you getting a mullet, Tom. I'm going to get Sam to give me a skin fade later on. That's a terrible idea. Why? <laughs> top three terrible ideas. That's a bad... <laughs> no, I'll give him a skin fade. Okay, top three terrible ideas you've ever had. Go. Uh, anything to do on my phone when I'm drunk. <laughs> Pro, uh, what else is there? This is quite hard on the spot. Doing a 24 hour row is pretty stupid. No, doing a, that marathon was top one stupid idea. <laughs> uh, mate, I've got, I've got a lot of the locker here. You, go, you think of one whilst we're going. Okay. Um, welcome to episode three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's well, on? Habits and routine. Yeah. I'm excited. Habits and routine. Bugs. <laughs> Bugs. First yeah. question, do you think having a routine is important? I think it is very, very important. Um, I mean, this today is, is a prime example of why routine is very important because, you know, it's quarter to 11, I'm late, and the day's already started off badly. So that's 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 not what we're talking about. Um, but I know, I do, to, to, to answer it seriously, I do How think it's... How does that make you feel that you're late? <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling very stressed mate to be honest very uh, I'm not liking it um, I think a routine is top one great idea of <laughs> lifetime because uh, I think I think I think generally if you don't have a routine or you don't have or if you don't have like a a set thing that you that you, that you want to achieve through the day or, or, or have some sort of process it, it for me anyway it makes makes it hard to start, start a day properly or even be productive in that day um is sort of my like uh, over overarching line on it. Um, what about you guys? I mean, what, what, guess what is your routine? What's your routine, Sam? At the moment, I've I've really uh, um, refined my routine, and I really like it at the moment. I've got a lot of time on my hands, so it's essential for me to get stuff in my day to 
because I like being productive. Who doesn't? Um, yeah. So <clears throat> my routine uh, place personally, I place a heavy, heavy, heavy emphasis on sleep. So I make sure my routine starts you know night before. So getting early to bed. I'd rather go to bed earlier than get up earlier, uh, than get up later. Um, so it starts with that, and then um, so I've had a good sleep. Taking my heart rate reading in the morning. Yep, that's number one. And then I like just like switch off my phone, so leave my phone upstairs or whatever. And then um, I'll get try and get out of the house, get some fresh air first thing in the morning. I think it's so good to clear your head. Yeah, I've I've got a few quotes later on that are quite deep and philosophical but I think um, such a good way I think being in nature getting out having the fresh air um, not being where you just slept like before is, is a really really good tool for your headspace yeah and then other things include I like to have uh, my breakfast a bit later but I'll go on a walk uh, try and do meditation and journaling before brekkie but if not just some point in the day and then um, brekkie coffee or tea brekkie um, and that's me for Ricky for morning. Nice, mate. Morning. And uh, go, on, go on, Tom. <clears throat> I was going to say I do have evening routine as well. Yeah, evening. Yeah. I like having a hot shower before bed, and I'll read the two things that I do before bed that I really like doing. It sets me up to falling asleep very quickly. Hmm. What are you going to say, me? Um, I was going to say on the outdoory stuff um so i think that's quite an interesting topic because i think a lot of people or i hear a lot of people anyway talk about like getting outdoors um as part of a like morning morning ritual um but as in like as in they don't do it and they don't see the benefit of it but i'm, I'm like you i think it's like it, it's a game changer i think i've actually tried out this week i'm not really sure why but not getting out, not getting outdoors, like not getting outdoors, not going outdoors. Um, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I didn't leave the house in the morning and mate, like it made such a difference in terms of just being productive, um, headspace. Like you said, I think it properly encloses you in like just, you know, you're in and around your surroundings at work. Um, so I think that's, that, that is really interesting. It was just a little experiment because I knew we were coming onto this, um, mm-hmm. that I did, but mate, like it changed, it changes like your whole, your whole day, I think. I'm reading a book at the moment called Stillness by Ryan Holiday. And um, one of the chapters is getting outdoors. Um, but the whole thing yeah. of the book is about stillness. And um, it's kind of been coined a term called like uh, forest bathing. It's basically, you know, in the bath when you, it's, you know, if people like baths, go into a bath and you feel really nice, you know, it's the warm water, it's, you know, you're in a very relaxed state. Same mm. thing if you go and just sit in nature and be in nature, being around trees, being on fresh air, listening to the natural sound, I think. A lot of people miss that out of their lives and as human beings it's part of our being to be in that environment so as soon as we go into our our little cozy homes with hot water and and uh, heating on it takes yeah. our, our, our um, being as humans and I think there's, there's a lot to be said about sort of getting out into nature especially someone for like like you and me lives in lives in the city and um I remember, like last being like last lockdown, that just just finding it so good just to like see like green fields and that that's like one of the little things that you miss. But actually, it's um it's so like just makes you feel better. It's one of those things that's so small, but that you don't think you'll miss. But actually, is is um 
so important to just like your daily daily um just wellness really yeah i mean i i, I completely agree i think like obviously we did it a few times in the bike ride and stuff but i remember every time i used to come up north um like honestly mate I, I, you just get like this feeling and i don't know i don't know how to describe it but once you sort of get out of like city life and you're in like you just in you know like i, I wouldn't even say dollar is like a properly green like a green place is it it's still quite um it's still quite you know enclosed but just being in like just general fresh air <laughs> and like, like air. even being in london like mate the 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 the, the, the uh the london air is can be horrible can't it like it's not it's not nice um Especially on the tube. How about that? Mate, the tube is one of the reasons why I left I left uh, living there. Fuck, really? I used to hate it. Like I used to get into like proper which weird weird. Like I used to hate going home because I just didn't enjoy the journey. Mm-hmm. Um but like, again, like that's that's something that that's really interesting you brought up because that was part of my morning routine, obviously getting up, getting on the tube. And Titans my morning routine is not was normally get up, go to the gym. And doing that, I would miss rush hour because i'd go early and every time i didn't go to the gym a i wasn't my routine was already was already on the back foot and b i had to get into that tube and mate like if i reckon if, if you put if you put the days together of the like the days i actually followed through with what I, was, what I wanted to do and the days that i just missed it out of laziness i reckon the productivity levels are hundreds and thousands uh yeah percentage is different how would you say your routine has been as a result of COVID? Uh, well, it's like, I think it's that's an interesting question again. It's like you just have to adapt, don't you? Um, my typical routine, well, when I was working in UK hours, it was very different to, to now. But like now it'd be in an ideal world, get up, get out, like you said, in some capacity, whether that's a run or, or just a walk. Um, and just do something like I, I, I'm doing the snow screens basically before before work, which is a bit harder now because like just phones are so imperative, aren't they? And like being in the morning times, only where I speak to people, so that that's a bit harder. Um, but in the ideal world, I wouldn't look at my phone or I wouldn't look at any screens before. And because again, I think that's like I don't know about you, don't know about you boys, but I find like being on your phone so much and just looking at screens just. I know obviously it's even worse for you Sam but it just tires you out like it just tires your mind out <laughs> and so, yeah I like the fact that the no screens you basically if you limit your routine you basically limit the factors for other stimulus to come in and affect your mood so it, it, it means it's more inevitable for you to be in a good mood and you start the day right so if you're looking at the if you're looking at the news um, or social media and you get a bad text or something negative on the news it's bound to start spiraling in your head if it affects you and so if you limit that if you limit inputs which is another big key of the book limiting your inputs and being really smart on that I think there's no it's, it's really relevant in today's um, with, with the use of phones uh, so much increased um, limiting your inputs is huge and that's why I really like it because it just it frees your mind from any other stimulus yeah I want to go back to the uh, sorry were you going to say something for that one I was going to say I was I was, uh, I was actually listening to a podcast yes a couple of days back now um, and like, I'm really bad for waking up and looking at my emails like really really bad for it like I'd just do that and like it was it's something I'm going to try out but we're talking about like work from home like my my office is like five metres away from my bed like what just take, just take your emails off your phone <laughs> there's no need for it um, 
and like like you said, like even even like little things, you just wake up and I've got obviously now I've got hours before I start work really. Uh and just getting into the habit of like looking at your emails like every 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 couple of minutes, it's just a stupid factor and it like you said, it just ruins your mood. It starts to do negatively. I, I wanted to go back to um the uh, adaptation. You said like as a result of COVID, you've got to to adapt and change your routine. Um, and obviously, you moving to like New York hours and completely having your life like tipped on its head. Um, how important is it to be? So we're saying here, like, yes, routine is good and it's good to have um, constructs that you or like rules that you set yourself throughout the day to to stick to, but having an element of flexibility and being able to adjust to things surrounding you, how important is that? Um, Because obviously there there are factors to your life that you can't control and and like like a global pandemic that is going to affect pretty much everyone. So having a routine and then having that stopped and like being able to adapt like not necessarily instantly, but to get out of one routine and into another, how have you found that? Yeah, okay, right. Um, hard, mate, at the start, very, very hard. I think it was, it's a bit of like a, obviously, like you said, it's like life shock trying to just change the way you view a day. Like you boys know me, like mornings for me is normally what I really look, like love. Like I, I like getting up early. I like, I like sort of starting the day when well, not, like, not, many, not many people are up. Um, and obviously now that's completely wiped off and but like at the start of it I found it really hard to like change my my point of view on my mornings on five to five to seven anymore they're nine to eleven and like in my head I kept waking up late later thinking that's that's a bad thing um and again like even just even thinking like that before before I before I start a day, it was negative because I'd be like I've, I've missed the whole day. But in reality, it's like five o'clock where I am in in the US. Um, so that that was really difficult. Um, but I think it's like going back. We, we talk about it a lot in, in other podcasts, but it's like you just have to be able to to look at the controllables around you, and yeah. if you can affect like if you can affect it, change it. If you can't, you just got to accept it. Um, and that that for me is like what I'm trying to stick to now, and, and I still find it difficult, mate. Like, don't get me wrong, I still like this. Like this week in particular has been has been pretty pretty late every every day, um, and it's and again it's like it's just hard. The sleeping patterns and that stuff are hard, but it's like you said, you just got to adapt to it. And I think having like you set non-negotiables, which I know you boys have as well, um, really does help that. But like like I said, like this week I've just. For some, I've just tried not having any, and like trying to just see what see what difference is. And, and mate, honestly, like it's a big difference. Like I'm in a very bad mood, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like this whole week, I'm, I've, I've, I've just been in like a just like a pent up aggressive mood, and, and I think that's just because I've not like, I've not got out. I've eaten not that well. Like it's spiraled. No, it's spiraled. Yeah. If you're in a bad mood, you're more likely to comfort eat. You're more likely to potentially drink like it's just a spiral you know once you get into that so this is kind of um related to what you were just mentioning there yeah Um, but the idea of having um a lifestyle that that fits a routine 
Um, so I used an example, obviously fairly uh, far-fetched, but like a musician going on like tour or doing like media and things like that. It seems to me like face value to have a routine and that sort of lifestyle is, is fairly difficult. Um, but then if you were to compare that to someone who had a very basic living environment, someone who was, um, I don't I work know, nine to five. Yeah. Working so. a nine to five job. Um, they're two completely different lifestyles, but the idea of routine is completely different in, um, those, those two different, uh, those two different people. Yeah. So, like, where 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 do you think that there's there's a line? Like, do you have to make routine if 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 it's... I think so? Yeah, because I think it's like it's like you like like we went back to it's like it's your environment, right? So you can control. Like, if I'm a musician, I'm traveling. You know, one would assume that you, there are still certain things that you that you can expect, and I think it's just working around. Actually, the more the more you talk, the more we talk about it. I think it, it comes back to just about having non-negotiables, isn't it? Like if you, if you have set things that you either that you either will do, if yeah you you are going to do it regardless of what where what um, situation that you're in, then that sort of sets the standard, and then you work around it. And what what's your what's your thoughts on that? Like from a non like a non-negotiable perspective. Yeah, I think it comes back to. Uh... <laughs> It's gonna sound like again pretty far fetched, but it's um, uh, the I coming back to this like uh, reduction and minimalism, like again the, the the controllables and the non negotiables that you set yourself, uh, I would say, are um, surrounded by like what you the possessions that you own and what is influencing your lifestyle. Um, so to take the idea of minimalism you're you're reducing the things that you own and you're putting importance on the things that make you happy and and having that as as your routine so if i was like traveling the world for a year you know your routine becomes inconsistent but it's something that you enjoy doing and and it's um that that is that is part of the routine if if you know what i mean I yeah, hundred percent. I think, I've, I've, yeah, I, I completely get you. Um, I mean, it's, it's just it's an interesting point, and it's like an interesting, I guess, scenario, isn't it? Because I mean, even between the three of us, we've all got very different lives, like from a you know a day to day perspective, right? So, I'd say we're all, but we've all got very similar mindsets in in, in how we go about those non negotiables and, and and how we'd like a routine to to work around. Um, but yeah, it's a real life scenario of what, what you're talking about, of like. Yeah. My day is very different to yours. Your day is very different to Sam's. It, yeah. But you, we, I'd say the, the sort of underlying want and need to have a set thing in place is is there. Um, yeah. Well, so I, I, I want... Go, go on, Sam. No, go on. I was going to change. Go on. I, I was just going to say, like, like, yeah, I mean, I was just going to sum it up, really. That, that, that's, that's how I look at it. If you... Whatever, whatever scenario you're in, you can always have the mentality and then how you implement it is up to you really I'm interested to hear your two thoughts on where's the line drawn between like this word escapism and and routine and being being present 
you think escapism is important or do you think you have to be a little bit wary about escapism? I think it depends on what line of work you're in. Uh-huh. If you're, for, for me, doing, uh, doing art, I think escapism is very important. Um, to get lost in something can be, can be I find, is a form of, of um, meditation almost. It's like it's something that's quite important to, to let, to, especially for, to, to let like your creative thoughts come into practice and come into their own is something that happens when you're taking part in escapism. Um, I think, I think there is a balance between when it should happen and when it shouldn't, like you can't just, I think it can be uh, detrimental if you were to just let yourself, let your mind wander a hundred percent of the time. Um, would you not say escapism, um, is uh, so you seeing about getting lost in your your artwork is that not something that's more so being present escapism being that it's it's a it's a it's a um i don't want to use the word escape but it's uh, getting away from those oh, right, okay, yeah, do you yeah, know yeah. what i mean okay so I, I'm, I'm maybe seeing escaping as more is in a negative light do you know what i mean yeah i think i maybe yeah. misinterpreted what you said yeah um i mean it's difficult to say. I wouldn't say escapism is necessarily a negative thing. Um, I think. I think that when I think escapism is something that you do and you don't realize it's escape. You're doing it mm-hmm. like you're doing it because it's safe. It's it's something that you can rely on. Um, and I don't necessarily think that's a negative thing, unless it is something detrimental to your health. Mm. If um, yeah, yeah, you could say we go we go surfing to escape. Yeah, yeah. Or like I remember going to the gym for when when you uh, were diagnosed with uh, with your uh, lymphoma. I remember going to the gym for like four hours a day, and and that was a form of escapism to me. And I don't necessarily think that was a bad thing. Because I was enjoying my time in there, and you know, I was, I was, I was um, like in a in a place where I was surrounded by supportive people and, and people who understood the situation, and, and like it was helpful. So yeah, it's, it's like surfing and, and things like that. So yeah, How about you, me? I've got I've, I've got a different viewpoint on it. I think um, I find it really hard. <laughs> um, you what? Interesting. Go on. <laughs> yeah, like, as in, like, I, I've got, I, I've got a very busy mind of thinking. Like, I find it. I mean, at any, at any given point, I'm usually thinking of like, I'm usually thinking of something like whether that's work related, whether that's like idea related. Like, I find it really, really hard to switch off. Yeah. Um, and even things like going to the gym, like even when we're in the gym together, I'm normally thinking of work, <laughs> and mm. so, you know, escapism for me is probably something I've always viewed negatively. Um, but I think that's probably because of you, I guess I look at escapism like getting drunk and like, you know, and, and being, yeah. and, and probably what you're referring to like on, in the negative stuff, but that's how I always viewed escapism, like getting, getting at, like you, you obviously hear a lot in like the sort of the army stuff and, and like people, and if you don't know if you're any SAS books, but yeah. like they, they talk about like coming back from a, a big tour and just having 
a couple of nights just getting like getting legless and, and and almost talking through and getting getting through it and getting forgetting about it and that's how I've always viewed escapism um so I know that's not necessarily how you phrased it but for me that's the only really the only time that is <laughs> I guess well I'm I fully feel like I've escaped my thoughts is when I'm legless mate and like you said, that's not, and, and that's a bad thing because I mean, God knows what I get up to then. Like, yeah. I think, yeah, maybe I didn't phrase it so well, but I think um, I've been looking into that a bit recently, and I think it's important. Um, it's interesting you bring up the military guys because I remember Jay Morton saying, uh, being asked if he, if those guys, you know, went to psychologists and talked through like their experiences, um, if they were like struggling to deal with stuff, and and he was saying no, they don't. They just have these evenings, not necessarily getting absolutely hammered, but actually like use each other to bounce uh you know standing boards and just chat like with a beer like with like again outside in a nice fire we we all know how nice being next to an open fire is um in the outside so i think um where i was coming from i think it's important to to have these routines that are that aren't i don't think the routine you know these these um they might be autonomous but these things we do every day that are you're just mindful and you're being present with them because being escapism you know I, th- I, I think from my point of view is it's getting away from your thoughts it's being stimulated and I think it's important when we're talking about routines that they are stimulating but not so stimulating that you're thinking about them so much because that wouldn't be autonomous would it like if yeah, you're exactly. something autonomous then it yes it could be viewed as escapism because you're not thinking you're only you're not thinking about anything else do you know what I mean um, yeah. I think it's an interesting topic yeah, I mean, I, I, it's, it's really, again, like, it's interesting to bring that up because um, I guess, like, even like this, this has become a routine, right? This has become part of part of, part of of what we do every week. And, you know, like, I've obviously, <clears throat> I don't really talk about that, that opening before, but, like, I've obviously gone, I went to therapy, like, a year, a year last year. And, and looking back, and you know, I thought that was a really good way of, like, getting, like, talking through stuff. But in reality, it wasn't because I think, the the more value of like just having open conversations with people that you know is yeah. is is really how how you get through stuff and you know obviously the more, it, it was definitely useful and there was you know 101 things that um came out of it that were positive to know but i think like having like these conversations just having like you know like like, like you referred to like just having a beer in a on a, over a fire and talking through stuff is is just so valuable um and yeah maybe that's that that that's something I just haven't viewed at. It's, it's, it, I just haven't done it really. Um, obviously, it's all been virtual now, but you know, I can imagine like how, how good would it be if, if, if we could do it now? Like, um, so, good. so good. So yeah, really interesting point. And I think that I think that would definitely be a that would definitely be a positive escapism. Um, but you know, like like I said, I've, I've tried it, and, I, and I've always I've always chased that feeling of like just complete. Uh, you know, just get away from your thoughts, mate. But I find it really hard. Like, I, I've, I've, I genuinely can't remember the last time that I was fully relaxed. I think just to bring that up, sorry, like, I know we're diving into this very deep, but I think there's a difference between getting away from your thoughts and allowing you to, like, process your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, this is what I think. I think it's, it's in a negative space because I think if you're constantly avoiding your thoughts, then it's, it's a bad thing. I think there's t- time and place for it and there's time and place for getting away um, but obviously I think that's associated negatively but I think there's also a time and place of doing something mindfully like a long bike ride or getting out and walking to allow you to process you, you become 
just gets you to know yourself a little bit better. And the book I've read, I was chatting to Tommy about it, is saying how um, Michael Jordan, one of his outlets was gambling, you know, later on in his career. So you obviously, you know, and reading more about it, looking more into it, you know, that, that was his form of escapism because he wanted to be away from the court. He wanted it so bad, you know, he put so much stress on his life on the court, away from it, he needed something else. And he, you know, he got Tiger Woods into his gambling stuff and we all know how that turned out. So yeah. I think it's, it's a really interesting topic about um, becoming, becoming, knowing yourself better and allowing you time, not avoiding that uh, processing, you know, again, I've read about uh, processing grief and stuff, you know, it's, it's essential for you to, uh, uh, reading the sleep book, it's essential for you to dream about those situations because it allows you to move past that. I think that's really important. Well, maybe that's why we dream. We were having this conversation the other day because apparently dreams, there's no point in them. But that's maybe why we dream. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, I, I completely agree. I think like there's obviously a lot of talk about mental health and I'm sure we'll do a lot more on it. Um, but it's there's, there's one thing about talking about mental health like as a, you know, it's it's a thing, but the second, the real importance is like, yeah, dealing with it. And like, it's something I've, re- I've worked hard on is like any situation you just have to accept it and you've got to like you can't you can't run away from it you've got to actually think about it and, and, and work through it like you said and I think that's that that in itself is a skill um and I mean actually looking back and then like going back to your first point like long bike rides probably was one of my escapisms right because it was yeah. it was uh just getting out there and you know it was it was one of those times that you don't really think about anything and but did you not think like on those bike rides that allows you to, yes, you might have got away from your thoughts and you were doing something, concentrating on certain bike ride related things like where you're going, whatever. But do you not think it allowed you to process some of those little, little yeah. thoughts? That's, so, that's what I mean. That, that, that's what I used it for. I think it was a lot of it. Obviously we did, we did a lot of joint rides, but like the light rides, I do a lot of rides on my own. And it was, it was like to think about stuff, mate. And it was just like to work through it. And you, yeah, it's 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 a really hard skill. I think. I think it's. I think it's it's something that we can obviously dive into a lot deeper at any point. But if if once once you sort of confront something and, and talk and and sort of listen to yourself and, and work through it with yourself is is a very different task to talking it over with someone. Um, and it's just really hard. <laughs> I think we watched that powerful um, clip on uh, Alex Davies. You know, he's been through all these injuries. The seventh player. One of the things he's, he's tried to do is just become like more emotionally available. I think doing stuff like this, having chats on a regular basis, is what to do. We speak about military guys having chats over fire. I think that's a really powerful thing to do. And one of the things that a lot of people will have taken away from being isolated and a much more percentage of their days and lives throughout lockdown. I think mm. I found that really powerful. Me and Tom were having a little bit of a love cafe with. Uh, every morning just not necessarily emotional chats but just having a chat about certain things in the day whatever came to mind uh, yeah going on uh, Zampa's Zampa and Stonis is uh, inspiration to cricketers no, I like it mate I, I, yeah good coffee mate there's, there's a lot of good conversations that can happen with coffee isn't there yeah and beer it's mate it's, coffee Coffee chat is is coffee increases and any sort of happiness. It's just a fact. <laughs> I had one of Tom's uh, dad's dark roast uh, beans the other day, Uggs, and it made me skittish in the morning. Mate, I had to go sit down. <laughs> Heart rate was all over the place. Going <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely crazy, but yeah, it's it's a really really interesting topic. I think 
I, I just think I just think there's like there's just a lot of talk around people trying to do it. Um, all the people talk about stuff, but it's like that next next step of like accepting it and just trying to trying to work through it. I think escape is it's that thing like it's it's so easy to say, but then to actually do is is you know it, it's so much more difficult almost. Um, obviously, some people are better than others, but um, certainly it's it's definitely a lot a lot easier to to you know post about it on social media, like telling people to talk, but then actually doing that for yourself is is mm. you know you got got to look after number one. So yeah, I just, I just think there's a huge gap. There's a huge gap in transparency and like the the ideology of having a problem and and you know talking to your mates and whatever um is great and then there's like having that power how to actually go about that and like um with the November stuff there's a there's a guy who does like big like long walks with like strangers um and like that's that that's that's incredible like that's that's the real stuff that you know it's 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 just it's just like a story where you can imagine like like you said you're in nature you're going for a walk in the country you've got all those surroundings you're in you like you're being present and you're talking about stuff and you work and you're working through it and i think that's that's the where where you need to be as opposed to like you said like people posting about it and here's a here's an issue you know let's 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 talk about it um and then actually doing it two different different things um also your dog's just walking up and down the stairs and it's really amusing me oh really <laughs> okay um I, th- I think this is a really really important topic um and i think we should do a podcast about that topic by itself i feel like yeah. we straight away from <laughs> routine a little bit and uh so i i wanted to get back at the beginning of me you said that um getting outside is sort of like um a uh ritual and to me, when you say ritual, it, it, it seemed, it's, you know, word association, uh, re- religion and spirituality. Um, so what I was going to ask is, do you think that, um, that there is a direct relationship between religion and, and or uh, spirituality and routine? And is that something that you maybe take part in or is that something that, you don't have an interest in and you don't think is related very interesting question uh big question big question Uh, could say a lot of people saying this but i I, like religion to me i i'm not religious right um family's really religious uh, and a lot of people that are religious i think it's great um but to me having like having a routine having habits, having what you want to do, that is, you know, that's, that's the, that is religion, right? To an extent, that's, that's what I guess people talk about. Um, and for me, I don't want to get into too, I don't know, I don't want to upset too many people, but like religion for me is like a, like there's just so much negativity around it. Like it's a, it's the cause of a lot of aggressive things. Um, whereas when you talk about like spirituality, that's very different. And you talk about like being present and, wanting to do certain things in a, in a habitual way that's like you know that's 
surely that's what people need to do, right? And yeah. and, and call it what you want, but on on a on a more um, like oh, mean? level, because obviously, like yeah, religion is is at fault for a lot of things, and I'm not afraid to say that because it's a fact. <laughs> um, but you know, on a on a more personal level, do you think um, like routine? Uh, take uh, you know Christianity for example, and having that. Um, I suppose it's almost like this, but like going to to church on a Sunday that that can into some some people who are struggling to find a routine. Do you think that can can force people into it? Um, Definitely. I mean, I, I think I, I think that I think that that could be that can be a good thing, but it goes back to what it goes back to what we said right to start. It's like it's it's about you, mate, and like I just yeah. feel I feel like you can start. It can. It's definitely a start of some sort to to a routine, but you know, there, sh- there should be an emphasis on how does it help you. Like, if yeah. if going to church every Sunday does help you, great. Like, go go and do it. But that should be a decision that you make, as opposed to being forced into. That's my opinion on it. Um, just to see what you what you guys think. Yeah. So I've got a, a sub- subject. It's a really interesting subject. I think, um, and I've got. I've definitely changed my view on it recently. So I think religion, the way I see it is there's a lot of good lessons to be taken from religion um, on different, whether that's different readings or whatever. I think you can, a lot of things in the past, like ancient philosophy and and stories from Jesus, whoever, there's a lot of good things to be taken from and a lot of lessons actually we should take good notes from. Um, So that's one thing. And I think, the second thing is, is again, how it will help you. So if it's a routine and I actually, so we, um, our, my grand and granddad, granddad used to go to church a lot and I, I hated it. Cause again, I'm very, I find it really hard to switch off and yeah. thinking back now, sitting, sitting still, doing a view him was the worst <laughs> thing possible. But again, I've been, a lot of people have been forced to stay at home and I've, I've taken the route of, of again limiting my inputs and having much more still moments in my life in my day as a routine and actually like go sitting in a, a pr- pretty special place like the church for me I'd like it's something that I would like to go and experience again enjoy, yeah actually like going sitting still and just being and yes yes people uh, you know so Christianity we're talking about they preach stuff a lot of stuff and I, I don't necessarily agree with a lot of stuff they do and it's a bit funky, whatever, but actually the, um, I suppose it, it, more of the physical, the body and the soul part of it and the process you go through. Do you know, that, do you know what I mean? Tom? Yeah, yeah like, absolutely. I, 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 I kind of, there's, there's the preaching bit of side of religion, but then there's also the, the mind and the body part of it. And again, going to church on a Sunday morning and going, to, and again, it's a social aspect as well. Like, God, i going to church. Like, you know, just go and see your friends. Like it's, it's a, it's an event. Um, so I've, I I thought about this the other day actually yeah what I've just said and um, yeah it's quite cool to think that you know it's that stillness aspect of it all and I know it's the book I'm reading and it's in, it's in the forefront of my mind but just that period of time for yourself um, you take away what you want from it um, and again there's lots of negativity and I agree with that surrounding religion and the world um, but I think it can co- it can cause a lot of good as well yeah I mean I think that's that, that's all what I was referring to is like mm-hmm you've come to that situation now because you know you, you've, you've you've done a lot of work around it and and you, and you can see the, the the value in it whereas 
I guess, I mean, I guess on my flip side, I'm just talking, just even talking through that, you, you've got to go through the first experience to then realise that the second experience is going to be fun, right? So, um, I agree, yeah. So, going back to Tom's question about can it help habits? Yeah, I guess. Um, and I think, I think, I think you're right. I think there's like, there's some, I think, I think, I think the whole moment of like being yourself and, and, and just having that sort of time to, to not, it's, I guess it's forced time to, to do it, right? Like, yeah. you've got self discipline. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. This ties in very nicely to the next point I was going to make. Also, um, great jumper, by the way. Just wanted to put that there. I like that a lot. Cheers, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, I, I, I would obviously go into the Barney, which we all did, and having being. <laughs> Sounds bad, chapel. Right. So, yeah, it's being forced to go to chapel in the morning, mm. um, which is something that, like, you, I would do anything to get out of, you know, going, like, hiding in, like, toilet cubicles and things like that. Just <laughs> I've to, done that. You <laughs> Mate, uh, funny story. Finks and I, so obviously I was, I was border, and there was, like, a Sunday all day. Uh, me and Finks left, went to, what was the Indian called? Bengal merchant and sipped amaretto and cokes for like four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, in itself is mental. Like the fact that let us do. But then, but then it's, it's, it's really, it's really weird that you say this. Like, yes, at the start of at the start of sc- like my school life, I used to hate chapel. I used to really enjoy it. Actually, at the end of like, so, yes. So, so this is this is what I was going to go on to say is that. Um, I find a lot of things, you know, we, we spoke about it last week, where that you're forced upon. I yeah. don't like saying forced upon. Influenced by yeah, yeah, you know, advised to do, <laughs> heavily advised to do. But like going to chapel and things like that, it's actually um, something that looking back on was was sort of missed or taken for granted for, taking, yeah, taken for granted for. And then... Um, actually looking back on it you that was incredibly incredibly important to the construct of your day as a as a school people and what i wanted to go on to was the the idea not the idea the the school like school system and the school school timetables is just a forced routine on us being that young you know and then it when you when you leave school you don't have any of that that to conform to and you're given all of this freedom and some people, you know, go, go like it takes them a couple of years to realize like, actually you need to get into a routine to be productive and things like that. And like going back, actually like it's a spitting dabs between the school timetable and the routine you set on yourself. Yeah. So I think that's a really interesting uh, relationship between you know, you you hate that idea of going having such a having no freedom to um, to do what you want, but realistically, that is so important to uh, molding you into wanting to do or wanting to set your own constraints to be more productive in later life. Um, yeah, really interesting, and I think. <laughs> I guess, I guess my, my, again, my point of view is very different on it. Cause I, 
my like I'm someone who don't, don't I hate being told what to do. Like that is that for me being told what to do in general is is like the worst is like the worst thing for me. Hence the, <laughs> yeah. the artwork behind me. Um, so school routine for me, I just did it the opposite. Like if someone told me to go back, yeah, I just I hated it. But in later life, like that really helped me because it it actually gave me a lot of structure in terms of like. I had to be productive on my own watch. So when I when I left school and it was just my time to do, like I could control my day, which I think I assume a lot of people would struggle with because you're like, Jesus Christ, like the world's your oyster, you can do whatever you want. Like for me, I've always been good at it because I've, I've always wanted to like work in my own, like my own space. Whereas, you know, it comes from school. Yeah, definitely. But it comes from the other side of it. Um, but I, I, I do, I do, I do get your point though, and I think obviously it is, it is really good, like to have that structure to an extent. But I just, think, I just think a lot of things in life is, is self-driven. Like you need, to, and you need to be taught that because you can have all the routines in the world. But I mean, if you don't like, you can sit down and you can be like, I've got two hours to do this. That's very different to actually doing it. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's that's also a really interesting point. You know, it's. Um... <laughs> you see people are going to go to the gym for two hours but realistically how much time do they actually spend actually doing something productive yeah exactly that's that's another really interesting point but i think maybe uh subliminally or no sorry subconsciously um that you know the constructs of school maybe uh, rubbed off on people and and it's a, it's a reason why um routine has become such a important um factor but do you not think on I, the don't, flip- I don't think school is is responsible for that because i think routine no matter what is is important for for um well ev- everyone really like it's it's you've got it you've got to figure out your own routine uh, certainly um and it, it obviously yeah it's it's a completely different uh, like chemistry between it all as, as in you, you're being told what to do and then figuring it out for yourself um, so yeah I mean so, I, I was going to say do you not, John on the flip side do you not think though it uh, it can be really self-destructive because you're in an environment like let's say let's let's look at like education for as an example right you're in an environment where you get into you know what you're doing every day right and then like like i said before like you then you then go into the real world and you've got all this time all this time in in the day to do whatever you want and you haven't got someone telling you what to do then you know i think i think on the flip side to what you said it is i think it is good and it obviously helps a lot of people but surely there's a there's a disparity of that in real life yeah, I, th- I think there is. I'm probably going to contradict myself here. I forgot what I said, <laughs> but yeah, I think it is certainly is a is a fault of putting too much restraint. And I think, um, especially for people who aren't going to go to university, and and then you know is sort of loosening the the reins of of them. Are you going to talk about? <laughs> but yeah I think um, yeah like loosening the reins and then having less of a routine that they can get into or people can get into and then like 
going into the real world with, with, with a job and things like that. So I suppose it's almost like a step system. But then again, I do think there is a, a disparity that, that that can be a, a negative uh, effect on people as well. I suppose it depends what type of person you are. And, and uh, Yeah, I'm going to weigh in, folks, because I, yeah. I don't think there's a disparity. Um, I don't think there's a disparity. I think, again, um, I think the freedom we have when we leave school... To be productive with that freedom, you need to have self-discipline. Being the school routine, being uh, lectured and having the timetable, we don't have the freedom to do what we want because I don't think that that early on in our, in our lives we have that self-discipline. So I think the freedom obviously gives a chance, the opportunity for self-discipline uh, to arise in your life comes to fruition. And I don't think, I think potentially when you sort of get into sixth form, I think there could be more, um, more opportunity to uh, demonstrate self-discipline with regards to being productive. And like, you know, there'll probably be like 80% of people don't um, uh, leave it to the last week before a deadline, for example, you know, and you learn that in school and you sort of get by, but I think there could be more opportunity for that with potentially bigger consequences. I don't know what are your thoughts on that, like having high consequences for uh, not uh, being productive. I, I, think, I think, yeah, only we spoke about this on the other day and it's something that's become quite prevalent in uh, everything that's going on at the moment is that at some point you've got to take ownership and you've got to yeah. make uh decisions for yourself and make your own mistakes and learn from them i think having such a restraint and and um having someone else's uh constructs imposed on you can mean that you're making other people's mistakes and not your own and you're not learning from them yeah so i've i've, I've, I think I've got quite a strong opinion on it all because i think to your point sam like I was, I was having a chat with I can't really name them, but with with someone around like that, uh, uh, and it was like they've got to do these exams, and you've got to get like fifty five percent to pass, <laughs> and it like you can't do that in real life. Like you can't just do fifty five percent of something and 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 it'll be okay. Like I think I think yes, it can help because obviously, especially at a young age. Don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm not I'm not in any way saying like you should you should let young kids run around and, and figure it out themselves. Um, but I think you just have, I think I think it has to adapt with the time. Like yeah. you can't have 20, however olds in, in full-time jobs being told that, that, that that's good enough. Like it's, it's just, it's stupid. Like, and I think especially now, nowadays where like obviously the job market is, is absolutely rammed with people because of obvious, obvious reasons, COVID, blah, blah. Um, and like people running around like, oh, I can get away with doing this. Like, you can't. Like, it's just a fact. And well, it goes back to that point that we made last week about doing something to to its absolute extent and doing that to one hundred percent and not doing things by halves. Yeah, you can't. You, you just can't. You can't afford to just be like, yeah, I'm going to get through. I'm going to get through things by. I think you know, I'll do the bare that. minimum and it'll be fine. You're not going to get a job doing that. You're not going to get. You're not going to be productive doing that. You're not going to make money doing that. And ultimately, you're not going to be able to lived in that right so I don't know I don't know it's, it's interesting I'll, I'll put the question back on you guys like what are your thoughts <laughs> well yeah mate I honestly I think it's it's 
is open to so much more discussion than we'll go into because I think there is a real problem that I, I have. I am not educated in this at all. I, I mean, I have, it's my own opinion. And I think there's a, it's such a mistake judging people on how they perform in, in exams. Like, yeah, what, what is that? It's so daft. Like, I, I feel quite passionately that, that there, there is no point judging someone on their ability to do a task when you're asking them, like, uh, exam pay, exams. Like, it's, I didn't ex- articulate that well at all. <laughs> but I, I, get you, I get your point. And I think, I think I completely, I completely agree with you. I think it's just, I don't know. I, I just think it's nonsensical, mate. Like, I, yeah. I don't like exams. I don't, I'm not good at exams. I don't understand exams really. I don't understand the point of it. Like, <laughs> what I mean. And 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 like some like some of my mentality of I hate being told what to do. Yeah, you put me in a situation where I not only have to do things before it, I've actually got to sit through this like this task to do and 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 write. You you almost again like it goes back to a lot of things what we're saying. Like you're being told to write things that other people want you to write, and it's not reality. Like you can't like, like we talked we spoke about it last week, but being authentic and like being able to say no and like actually having hard conversations like that doesn't teach you that it teaches you to conform and say yes to people like it, it baffles me mate and as you can tell i'm, I'm pretty passionate about the subject because it just i think it will i think it will eventually change but i think i think it will i honestly don't think it will unless unless people because well, the problem well, is that's it's, that's people. But it's like our generation now are not in a position to make a difference because you know it's 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 the the um how do i say this you know it's 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 i think it it's it will be a couple of years until people our age are in a position that we're able to really make a difference if you know what i mean but it's too late like you say, I don't get what you mean, and I agree with you, but I think, like, it's too late. Like, you need, you need like, young teachers to be pushing for... Like, yeah. what, 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 why can't a 25-year-old be a head teacher? Yeah. No, no, no I, 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 I... I completely agree that they need to go through certain things, need to learn certain skills, you need to be able to, like, figure out how... You know, I don't know, there's obviously a lot of things from a management perspective you can learn, but, you know, you, to be even to be a teacher, you've got to go through this process of, like getting all these qualifications blah blah again which I think is which obviously makes sense but I don't know I just I just feel like especially nowadays in an age where social media is so prevalent first of all and then you then add all this extra stuff to it like when how we talk we go back to talking about it being outdoors like how many kids go how many kids walk out like every every couple of days and like the, the bloody the ambassador for mental health is someone who's got social media presence <laughs> like yeah. I, I think he's I think he's a good I think he's a great guy he's obviously got good stuff but it's driven by social media like yeah. <laughs> it, it, we're in an age we, whether we like it or not we're in an age when your kids are going to grow up in a in a mobile in a mobile platform and I just don't think that you add extra things to their life where it's you've got they've got conformed stuff and I don't know I, I'm getting I'm, I'm rambling here and I don't know where, I'm, where, where my point's trying to land but all right mate so I, I quite like it when people just start talking and then they don't really know what's going to happen. I find I myself doing that a lot and it's quite good. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to relate it back to, to habits, but I don't think there is a way right now. But I think my point is that... Okay, you... here's, here's a, a way... I'm in, I'm in a hole. I'm in a hole. I'd get me out of this hole, mate. I don't know yeah. what I'm <laughs> Just stop speaking up because you're on a lamp. So, like, uh, hypothetically, school system changes. Do they still have timetables? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. the routine, you know, timetable as a metaphor for routine is will still be important to yes. <laughs> the, the molding and the education of people. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, again, I don't know where I was going with that. But I think it's the content. Like, people should be taught about this stuff. <laughs> like having a routine. Like having a routine. If was if if you t- if you told a seventeen year old that you're gonna at one point in your life in the next couple of years you are gonna literally be in control of everything you do. Um, you need to be taught, and then telling them that and giving them and giving them an idea of how to go about. I think that is something that would be useful. Um, and. I don't know, like, like we, we, I think you and you, Sam, spoke about it. Actually, we all spoke about it, I think, um, at some point. With, like, I, was, I, was, I was reading a book about, about habits, in fact, and it was, uh, um, it was like, the, the fun, like a fund manager in, the, in England. He starts his day by sharpening his pencil. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. He is just popped. Um, and like that, and like that, that's a habit he, which, which starts his day. So I think um, relating that to school, like, I think that's it's a really good it's a really good concept of like how you actually go about switching on and off. Um, man, my brain is scrambled today. Yeah, you're all right, mate. At least you're getting out. It's good. Getting <laughs> What's going on? I don't know. I, I wasn't interested in this conversation. You do a picture instead. No, you went on the rant, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I lost the plot. Um, but well, I, Sam, I, yeah, I'm going to ask you a question, but, mate. Uh, Tom. Uh, uh, James Clear's book. James Clear. Atomic, what's Atomic Habits? Oh, Atomic yeah, Habits. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, what are your thoughts and what are your biggest takeaways? Um, lots of takeaways, mate. Lots of, lots of self-help help stuff. Um, I've got a few notes. Give me a second. I can get up some notes. Um, I did. I've read it, <laughs> <laughs> I read it quite a while ago. You sweat Honestly, I'm watching that. My ears. Uh, so let me just go through. Okay, so um, very good uh, knowledge about your habits. You know, you, you do habits. A lot of your bad habits you do without knowing it. So reading the book, it makes you aware of what you're doing and how to the process, why it happens, and how to break it. So you know, it was saying about the four steps, about the cue, the craving, the response, and the reward, but doing the habits do you remember that bit yeah yeah um so that was int- a very interesting takeaway um lots on self-control again self-discipline um the environment that you're in the people you're around can influence your habits massively um and i like the habit stacking one so when i'm doing my routine I'll um, I'll do my meditation and then followed or followed by my journaling or vice versa because they go really well. It's kind of like yeah, my, yeah. my my time for self reflection, and I find that really really powerful. And I'm going to try and do it forever <laughs> now for the foreseeable future for sure. 
um, you can use it as a stress stress manager. Um, you can use it for to get a rant off your chest. You know, Oaks just expressed his uh, how strongly he feels about the education system. That's brilliant. It's off his chest. <laughs> um, so lot, lots of little things like that. Um, what else? I, I really like the, the part about. Um, I think you actually posted about it, didn't you? Um, about like having been present in terms of having things having things out to yeah. to influence habits. And I think that that that's something that I've definitely used. Um, and it and kind of, it doesn't even work. Like before I go, for, like for example, if I'm going to the gym tomorrow morning, I've, I always just pack my before. Like, and I used, used everything. I'd minimizing everything around me for it to for it to happen. Like. And there's no stress to it, like prepping coffee, for example. Um, stuff like that. That, that. That's that was my biggest, uh, my biggest takeaway for sure. Like, I think that's really, that's, it's a really powerful tool to just have things out, and you can see it every day because it obviously influences your like. Well, it goes back to what you said. If you see it, you're more likely to pick it up or or uh, do it. On the contrary, if there's bad foods, don't buy those bad foods. You know. And if you have it in the cupboard, you know exactly where you are. You see more like it's just dive in there. So, mm. uh, yeah, really good book. Have you? That's maybe one for your list, Tom, to yeah. to go on Audible. Uh, I recommend it. Um, it's one of those books where you keep it for reference, and I definitely want to listen or read to it again. Um, so, some very interesting uh, topics. It's just what you said about food as well, right? It's something that I've always just naturally. I'm not without without even thinking, but I always do. Like, I just don't have I just don't have bad food in the fridge. <laughs> we've talked about like i think obviously we're very lucky that what we we don't necessarily like put on as like weight or whatever but we everyone likes to indulge that's fine but we will me and tom if we buy something it's like it a whole has pack, to go a whole pack of oreos <laughs> has to get like we either have to eat it out like the whole packet because otherwise you know they'll just get eaten whole like there's no it's one of the parts where self-discipline I probably could do it. Really put my mind to it, but I don't. I don't, it's not, it doesn't have a lot of value for me to not yeah. eat that. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> so again, we're lucky, but a lot of people wouldn't have that, and that'd be that would be a big fact. So again, just not having it in your house, and also not being hungry while you're shopping. Yeah, that yeah, that's, a massive. that's a really a, a tool that I think we really take for granted. Is key. Don't go to the supermarket. <laughs> with an empty stomach because you end up buying if there's stuff. any takeaways from this that's the one <laughs> yeah but I suppose it's stuff like that we, we take for granted like with um, being uh, being uh, health and fitness athlete related like it's all little stuff that we've picked up for uh, throughout the years training and performing I certainly have you know little things that we take for granted now that potentially could be as valuable for someone else so I agree I think yeah, I mean, uh, the food thing just cracks me up. So I think, again, I'm not going to go another rant, but um, <laughs> last every topic I'd like to touch upon at one point because I mean that's really that's just a really interesting one. Um, like food habits is something obviously that yeah we're in a pandemic for for many reasons, um, yeah. but like that's something that again you should be you need to be aware of, and I think that's I think yeah, I think it's an interesting one about getting into a food habit is what, what, what the question I was going to ask like how. How how obviously Sam, you've got a well, you both athletes aren't you? So you've got you've got necessary needs for certain foods. Yeah. Um, but that's you know talking about like you when you do your keto stuff. I know that was a that was related to obviously recovery. But um, how did you go about starting that? Like, 
I reckon, I reckon let's keep that for another podcast. I reckon that could be a whole subject for podcasts. But um, briefly, like I have always taken food as like you hear it in uh, Atom athletes say like you don't put the worst petrol in an F1 car. That that pet- the fuel, not petrol, the fuel you put in an F1 car is the best because it will get you're right, mate. Yeah. Um, is the best. And I, again, with keto stuff, with going to, to the, for the treatment, it was always viewed as medicine. Um, and so that's always been, but I think we should keep that for another podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, I get that. I, um, yeah. I have another point I want to make. Okay. This is not related to food. Actually, I suppose it, it can be in some ways. Um, but <clears throat> particularly because to do with my art is the uh, repetition. Repetition and, and routine, and um, the point I wanted to make uh, is that having, particularly for my art at the moment, in a time like this when I'm not in not in my studio, I'm not having that um, how that like uh, instigator to start working, yeah. um, having. Uh, something like a repetitive action that's I'm not going to say mindless because it's it, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily think it is but having something that you can rely on that is repetitive that allows you to to think and uh, explore like it's not necess- it's not necessarily escapism it's, it's more of like a um, uh, it's well, I suppose it is, <laughs> but I, I, I think it's the opposite of mindless. I think it is mindful. Like I think that's yeah. what, you, what you're achieving by it. Like you, uh, you've got, and, and, you're, doing, you're doing an action to stimulate, or not stimulate yourself, but and and I think Sam does that with his meditation. I don't think I haven't discussed this with him, but I discuss it quite, quite a few times with with my tutors and things like that. Is that having this repetitive action and having something that I can rely on that means that I don't have to think necessarily about something new, and it's easy to get back into that habit of going. So, so the example is that you know I'm going back to my studio next week, and I don't necessarily have a plan for what I want to do in terms of my art. So I will go back to this this repetitive nature of drawing lines over and over again because it's something that I can rely on and it's something that means that I don't have to, I, whilst I'm doing it, I can think about, uh, you know, what, what I'm going to do next. Um, it's, it's almost like a, a temporary construct that I can use that allows me to progress onto uh, the next stage of, of my art. And yeah. I like to think of it like as a... Um, a metaphor that can be used in real life, although I haven't actually <laughs> done it yet. <laughs> but what are your thoughts on that? I, know, I really like it. I think, I think, I think you. It's sort of because it, it, it's just touches on a lot of points that we said. Like, um, I think obviously your your art's very different, like very unique to you. But I think that's what's great about it, and it's like you've got that sort of stimulus to create something because of how you go about it and that almost relates to every sort of habit right it's it's, yeah. it's having that it's having the starting point and it's having that you know this is how i'm going to start my um my day my routine my you know working day 
how you finish your day. Like it's just having those set things in play, like those non-engagements, let's say, and 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 uh, explore them deeper to to find new stuff. Yeah, and I think that 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 point of non-negotiables is is very heavily related to it. Um, yeah, it's it's simple medial tasks that offer so much more to your daily routine. Uh, any thoughts on that? Tom? Yeah, I, th- I think it's exactly what I've been reading about this, um, with James Holiday book. It's it's finding a hobby um, that something you want to do is something at your leisure. It, it buys room for you to be able to be still. You know, no doubt on when you're doing you're doing this repetitive action over and over. It's not autonomous, so it's a little bit different from other things we've been talking about. But it buys it buys room in your head for you to be still and for you to be in the zone as it were uh-huh. and I, I think I think it's it's such a good thing like um, another thing in the book it was talking about Winston Churchill uh, when, when the world war kicked off and um, one thing he took up was bricklaying bricklaying he learned the new skill it's you know was again like drawing lines it's very extremely repetitive but it's something that he went to it allowed him to process some thoughts allowed him to figure out stuff allowed you know it allows you to be creative Tom uh, with what you're going to do next potentially so I think it's massively key to have so not I think yeah everyone everyone's different it doesn't have to be so repetitive but again we talk about going outside on a long bike ride it's the same thing you cycling over and over and over again it's a period of time you've blocked out in your day you're doing nothing else you're doing that this sort of side activity your mind's your mind's busy but it's not in a way so I think I think it's uh yeah I really, I really like I really like the concept of what you said about um well, I guess it's probably the context, the whole the whole point of the book, but like allowing your mind space. I think that's, I think that's just really powerful, a powerful yeah. tool to have. Um, something that I'd, 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 I might, I might, I might read the book. I think it sounds like a really interesting read. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, like, like you said, I think the more the the less inputs that you have, or the more that you can control in what in terms of what you put into your head, um, the better it's going to be and, and I think that like, you know going back to like the escapism stuff and I'm actually reflecting on it now like I've put like putting alcohol into your body yes it's a escape but I mean you, in terms of what you put into your mind it's like everything and anything right yeah exactly and that that's the that's the escapism I was getting at is this that uh, drinking to forget and it's something that uh, if you remember back to the uh, Matthew McConaughey's book uh, he said at the end, uh, one of his scenarios, um, he was drinking to remember, not to forget. And I think that's really powerful if you actually think about that. Mm. Like um, using coffee, using beer, alcohol as uh, something that can bring people together um, rather than the escapist part of it, like uh, drugs, alcohol, and drinking, like binge drinking. Like there's the big, I think that's really powerful. I think, um, yeah, it, it ties it all together quite nicely, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's something that I've definitely, um, well, I'll try to. I'm definitely going to try and influence this in 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 time to come. It's like just doing shit that you want to do with people, like you want to do stuff with. <laughs> like, Again, mate, simple as that. Your time is so precious, mate. Like, yeah, um, so precious. So. Like, you don't want to do shit. Like, doesn't what's the point of doing something when I, I, I'm the worst person for it in the last couple of years? Like, I just do anything like with. Like, yeah, just just crack on and, and sort of experience new stuff, but it's like more of a this this just um I don't know I think I think like reflecting on lockdown and reflecting on this time period and it's just like you, like you said your time is so valuable and 
doing stuff with people that you want to do stuff with is a yeah. it's an important important takeaway yeah awesome stuff awesome stuff um i mean this pod's going to be a roller coaster because god knows what we've just talked about <laughs> well i mean because i talked about it. <laughs>